I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother podcast. I hope you are doing amazing. Today we are talking about emotions. And I have done another episode on emotions before, but I have grown a lot in the past year or so since that episode came out. And I really wanted to come back to this topic, share a bit more about it, and really help you. Because this is something that comes up with every single one of my clients when we are coaching on their business and on situations in their life, emotions always come up. Everyone is always like, how do I handle my emotions? And I feel the same. So I am going to be sharing some things with you that have been helping me lately. We're going to be reviewing some truths about emotions and what we do about them. I think it's going to be great for you. If you have not already submitted a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you are listening, I would appreciate it so much if you would take a couple minutes, if you love the podcast, to give a little love in the ratings and reviews so other people will know that this is a good podcast and worth the time to listen. And if you have already, thank you so much. I loved reading your review. I love reading them. They're so fun. I'm so happy to hear what an impact they are making for you guys and how they're helping you. So thank you so much for sharing that with me and the world. Okay, let's talk about emotions. And by the way, I use the word emotion and feeling totally interchangeably. So just know they're totally the same thing. I mean, maybe some people out there have different definitions of them, but I have studied psychology for a long time and I use the same word or both words for the same thing. So if you do too, there is nothing wrong with that. Let's just say right now, emotions and feelings are the same thing. Go with whatever word you like. I use both. Okay, the typical way that many of us humans handle our emotions is numbing them out. This is basically something we do to make them go away. Some people also call this buffering. And in my mind, it is really just doing something that turns your emotions off. This can take so many different forms. Um, and just when you master one, like say if overeating is your way to numb, but then you go on a diet or something, then maybe shopping, like shopping for stuff you don't need might become your new way to numb. There's so many different ways that you can do this. Overeating, over drinking, shopping, Facebook, social media, you know, Instagram, scrolling mindlessly, 
even healthy seeming things like exercise can become ways that we deny ourselves our emotions. I think this comes from a couple different things. One of them is that it's totally culturally acceptable, right? Like you've had a stressful day, you should have a huge glass of wine to like cope and feel better. That's just a very like normal thing. That's wine mom culture is alive and well, and it's nothing new in our society. So I think the first thing is that our culture in particular, very uncomfortable with intense emotions or uncomfortable emotions. So numbing out emotions is super accepted and promoted. Um, Even like your well-meaning friends or family can try to answer your emotions with numbing. And it's not that they don't love you and they don't care about your feelings. They are just trying to make you feel better. I also think it comes from the belief that we can't handle the emotions. So, you know, that they might become too big or too intense or that um, that we can't do anything with them on our own. So we just need to turn them off with some kind of a substance or activity. I think this also comes from this deep-rooted idea that they won't go away. But the truth is many emotions actually go away on their own if you give them the space to do that. And I really used to not believe this. And the more that I try it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, they do go away. (laughs) They just want to be acknowledged. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how to make emotions go away on their own because many will if you let this happen. So this is allowing your emotion. This is not like rushing to get rid of it. This is not resisting it. I recently got coached on this because this is the hardest part for me. Like I am always looking for sneaky ways to get rid of my emotions and I got coached on it and called out hardcore recently. And my coach was telling me that about this mental image. And before I had heard the mental image of like, your feeling is like a beach ball that you're holding underwater. And after a while, the resistance gets to be so great. Your arms get tired and it you let go and it just shoots up out of the water really tall. Whereas if you would have let it just float on the surface, it would not have had that like explosive situation. So that was one mental image, but she told me a new one that I thought was really good. And it's this idea that we are holding the door closed and the emotion is on the other side pushing. And she was telling me that we are doing this against something that is never going to get exhausted and worn out and it can always call for backup and we are just there like wearing ourselves down, trying to resist against it when really we could open the door and let it come sit in the corner and just be in the room with us. And I thought that was a really good mental image of having the emotion come into the room versus resisting it at the door. 
like when we're so busy holding that door, we're not even focused on other things. Like we're denying the the emotion, but we're also not moving on with anything else in our life. So I thought that that was a really good, vivid mental picture. I love a good analogy. So that one really worked for me. How to do this is really first noticing and then like, actively not resisting. So I feel like I kind of have to resist my resistance to the emotion in this moment. So when it comes up for me, I almost have to just like put my shoulders back and like take some deep breaths and just get curious about what's going on. Like, oh, I'm noticing something. What is it? And a good way to do this is to actually get yourself out of your head. Like we don't have to label it. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to be thinking about it that much. I actually really like feeling like, okay, I'm getting out of my head. I'm getting into my body. Like I'm staying below the neck (laughs) and I'm just observing like a scientist almost the sensations in my body. Because that's what's really weird to me about emotions is there's the mental component of the thought that creates it, but we experience it as physical sensations. And it can be kind of cool to just notice what those all are. Like, where am I feeling this in my body? Is it hard or soft? Is it hot or cold? You know, is it heavy or light? Like all of these different types of observations and some of them feel a little out there for me um like when I got coached on this she was like what color is it and I was like "Mm." (laughs) that one that one feels like a mystery to me so it's okay if it feels like out of the comfort zone or a little goofy I do think that there's a lot of value in asking yourself those questions and really being present to what is the physical sensation that I have in my body right now. It is really cool. Sometimes you're not even sure like what the exact feeling is, but you're like, I feel prickly on my back and my stomach feels like a knot, you know? So I think it's really a good thing to do to allow it, like consciously allow it, but then get into your body and feel the sensations and just kind of sit for a few minutes with it. And often it will pass just with that. Sometimes what I found is that naming it and just like letting it be there. I think I've shared this before, but I have really vivid experiences with shame doing this exercise. Like that is the feeling that I do this most often with because I know like shame festers and gets so icky if I leave it. So when I feel like I'm feeling ashamed about something, I know, okay, I have to sit. I have to make some time to allow it and name it. So I will say to myself, like, this is shame. And like, say it over and over, keep breathing, feel what's going on in my body and let it pass. And I am always surprised how quickly it passes for me. One more thing about allowing our emotions. I think sometimes we have this idea if we allow our emotions that 
that is somehow going to make us act on them. And acting on your emotions and allowing your emotions are a very different thing. So imagine that it's anger. Have the mental picture of like anger starts driving your car versus anger is just riding in the back seat of your car. Like they're very different experiences. You don't have to act on the emotion that you're feeling. You can just let it sit with you. Another piece of this is understanding where your emotions come from. So emotions come from our thinking. We have this idea that all of our feelings are this automatic response to the things that happen, but really they're a response to our interpretation of the things that happen. They are coming from the thoughts that we have. When I was in college, there was this guy who would come to campus a couple times a year and yell things at the women who walked by. Um, If you have a kid in the car, maybe you should skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, But he would yell things like, you're going to hell, you're a whore, and like other really terrible stuff like that. Like it was not good. And what was always weird about this is that this guy didn't know any of us. This guy didn't know me. He was a total stranger. So my reaction in this moment was this dude is crazy and part of me is sad about whatever happened in his life that made him want to behave this way and try to hurt other people that are complete and total strangers. Like there is nothing that justifies that at all to me. But then I kind of Imagine like, what if somebody that I really loved and respected told me those same things? I would be so offended. I would be so hurt and I would make it mean that they didn't love and respect me back. And that would be the thing that hurt, not their words. So this is the difference. The same sentences, the same circumstances, the same situations out in the world can make us feel very differently based on our own thoughts about them. And by the way, just a side note, if the friend or family member that you loved and respected said something that you thought meant that they didn't love and respect you back, it's totally okay for that to be hurtful. It's totally okay for that to hurt Just because our thoughts create our feelings does not mean that we necessarily want to choose to feel amazing about everything. So I just wanted to add that. I think a lot of times when we learn this concept, we want to use it to feel good all the time. Or we think it's not true because we don't want to feel good all the time or we don't want to feel good about things that we think are horrible. That's totally valid. So I just wanted to add that. So when we're experiencing an emotion, once we've given it some space to exist, we can then get curious about where it's coming from. We can give ourselves the option to think a new thought afterwards as well. So let's imagine in your business, someone said no to your offer. You could think no one wants what I offer and feel totally discouraged and defeated, or 
you could choose all kinds of other thoughts like, okay, on to the next, or I'm on my way to finding my ideal clients, or something like that to keep you inspired to keep going. The best way to center yourselves in these moments is to come back to your beliefs. Come back to the beliefs that you are building. Did you know that you get to think whatever you want? And beliefs are just thoughts you think over and over again. I like to think of the new beliefs I want to build as a house that I'm moving into. I get to decide to stay in that house moment by moment or run back to my old way of thinking. How we react emotionally to situations is created by our thoughts and our thoughts in situations are determined by our beliefs. If you're in the new house of your new beliefs, someone saying no to your offer doesn't shake you at all. It's almost like there's storms going past outside and you are safe and protected in your new house, which gives you a new perspective on what's going on outside. If you're outside of this new house, you go straight back to your default thinking and make it mean none of this is going to work. You're never going to be successful. You should quit now. If you're in your new house, if you're living there as much as you possibly can, this is going to make you react totally differently. This determines how you think and feel about things, which inspires you to act in new and different ways. I like to say this is not about sitting on our couch, thinking good thoughts and watching Netflix and waiting for customers to knock on our door. This is about looking at things differently and living in your new house gives you that lens to look at things differently. Want to take this work deeper? I would love to invite you onto a free call with me to explore what is holding you back and how you can move forward. Whether you decide to work with me further or not, I am totally confident that you are going to walk away with a ton of clarity on your next steps. To sign up, go to bit.ly slash call Samantha, B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-A-L-L-S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 